What is going on, everybody? What is going on? It is your boy, Darian, and I am officially here saying that this is the Darian Hopkins Show. Where it be sports talk, where it be entertainment, where it be anything that's going on with sports and entertainment world, we will be doing it right here on the Darian Hopkins Show. So if this is your first time ever being here, right here at the Darian Hopkins Show, we highly suggest that you subscribe, hit the bell button, and get the latest news on all entertainment and sports news as well. So I really appreciate you coming by the channel, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? It is your boy, Darian. And we are live, absolutely live for episode 10 of the Darian Hopkins Show. And I am your host, Darian, of the Darian Hopkins Show. And we are here with a great show. We are here with a great action-packed show here. And it's going to be very, very fun, man. Make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe to the channel, man. We are in the building. It's going to be fun to watch this it's going to be fun to do this because we have another podcaster coming on as a special guest at seven o'clock easter standard time my guy from all even podcast he'll be coming on at seven o'clock easter standard time but we have so many other great topics to talk about today which we'll be talking about the new nfl docuseries for quarterbacks we'll be talking about that that just dropped featuring quarterback docuseries NFL and, the, and Netflix got together, but we'll talk more about that. We'll talk about the Titans releasing three players to, to clear up their cap space on the NFL news. We'll talk about Willie Taggart joining the coaching staff for the, for the Baltimore Ravens and why the Las Vegas Raiders probably should go after C.J. Stroud. Why should they go after C.J. Stroud? Very interesting. Then we got, is Bronny James is a top 10 pick in 2024. We'll get in a lot into that. And we have Nate McMillan fired by the Atlanta Hawks after a 29 and 30 start. So before we get into any of those topics today, make sure if you are listening on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on Facebook, which is the Darian Hopkins Show, or my personal Facebook page, Sonny Hopkins, make sure you share Hit the like button and comment for engagement purposes only. If you are want to go to a live event, you want to go to a sporting event, you want to go to a comedy show, you want to go to anywhere that you want to go that have live music, make sure you go to SeatGeek.com and you see at the bottom on this side, promo code SRT for the first $20 off on your first purchase. Make sure you don't want to miss that. Make sure you want to make sure you get that purchase only using our promo code SRT. But like I said, man, we do have all even podcasts coming on at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So we're going to try to get through these podcasts episode quickly as possible and talk about some other things as well. So shout out to everybody that's in the chat. Shout out to SJ Raider saying dropping in to give you a like. Great show. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Tyra Garner, Ebony, a.k.a. the queen herself. Thank you for commenting on Facebook. We absolutely appreciate the love and we appreciate the support over here at the Darian Hopkins show. But let's get straight into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get straight into it. 
And that's all NFL topics here. And we're going to talk about a little bit about some NFL topics here. And we're going to get straight down to the nitty gritty. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota will feature in a docu-series, the quarterback docu-series. Now, the NFL announced it Wednesday that they will partner with Netflix for a docu-series to follow the Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, Minnesota Vikings Kirk Cousins, and the Atlanta Falcons Marcus Mariota. Now, the quarterback profiles of their lives of Mahomes, Cousins, and Mariota on and off the field across the 2022 season. As a part of the venture, they will be mic'd up for every game. Now, a senior executive of NFL Films, which is Ross Ketover, I'm sorry if I said his name wrong, if I apologize, provided a statement on this project. He said that we are thrilled to partner with Netflix and could could not be more excited for our first project together. NFL Films and Netflix share a passion of dynamic storytelling and an opportunity for our strong relationship with Peyton Manning and Mohama, uh, Omaha Productions and to have Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota granting us an extraordinary view what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL. So this is a pretty interesting docuseries that I want to talk about. Because you picked the Super Bowl champion, you picked a, 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 a Kirk Cousins that can't win in prom time, and you got a Marcus Mariota that's just not good in the NFL. So, I mean, Marcus Mariota, you really can't call him a pro bowler. You really can't call him a, a, a Super Bowl champion. But i just like to see the day in the life of Marcus Mariota. I think his is more intriguing than Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. I think you could have picked other quarterbacks that could have been better than Marcus Mariota. I mean, it's hard for him to be an NFL quarterback ever since he was with the Tennessee Titans and the Las Vegas Raiders. He finally in a starting role again. I think that's why he's on this docu-series. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you know he was going to be on here. Let's, let's just keep it real. We all knew that he was going to be on here due to the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes. He just won a Super Bowl. He just beat the Philadelphia Eagles. He went to Disneyland. They want somebody that's going to be a face. And that's exactly what he is. He's a face. And that makes absolute sense that he's a face of a actual franchise for the Kansas City Chiefs, even though his office of coordinator is with the Washington Commanders at this point. So when it comes down to Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, I really can't say much about Kirk Cousins. He did have a great year with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they came back from a 33 to nothing lead to beat the Indianapolis Colts, but they could not win in the playoff game. They could not beat the New York Giants in a playoff in a home playoff game at that. So it was a tough season for Kirk Cousins, and they think a lot of people they might be giving him the boot. They might be giving him the boot. Who knows? Who knows? But it's a great docu series, and it's going to be interesting to watch. I will be watching. I do have it on Netflix. They did not say a date yet for the docu series, but hopefully we'll see that and we'll get all the developments and the details for that real, real soon. So. That's that's I mean, congratulations to Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota for being on the first docu the quarterback docuseries for um for Netflix and NFL films. This is gonna be a very interesting thing to watch when it comes to that. On to next news. On to the next news. The Tennessee Titans longtime left tackle, Taylor Lewayne and Robert Woods has been released. I was kind of shocked about these here. I was kind of shocked, but the Tennessee Titans made several moves to get under the salary cap Wednesday, releasing the longtime left tackle Taylor LeWayne 
and wide receiver Robert Woods and even inside linebacker Zach Cunningham and kicker Randy Bullock. The Titans have approximately $23.3 million over the salary cap before Wednesday's moves. By releasing LeWayne, which is $14.8 million, releasing Robert Woods will give you $12 million, releasing Zach Cunningham will give you $8.9 million, and Bullock will give you $2 million. And the Titans save approximately 37.7 against the cap. Now, I knew Robert Woods ever since he tore his ACL, he has not been the best. He has not been a great receiver, and you know that the Los Angeles Rams traded him before they was able to win that Super Bowl. And I know he felt the type of way that the Rams won the Super Bowl, and they traded him to the Tennessee Titans, and he has not been on the field for them. He has not done nothing for them. I mean, Taylor LeWayne, we know his injury status. We all know where he came from, the Rams and other teams. He could not stay healthy. But he was a he was a solid left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Zach Cunningham, I really don't know too much about. Never even heard of the guy, but I knew Randy Bullock been around, been around for a while as a kicker for the Tennessee Titans. But I think this will help out the cat space for Tennessee. Tennessee is one of those teams that needs a quarterback. We all know Ryan Tannehill is not the answer in Tennessee. They need some wide receivers because Robert Woods just got released. You traded A.J. Brown last year. All you got on your offensive side is Derrick Henry. Let's, let's just keep it real. That's all you have is Derrick Henry. You don't have anybody else. So when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, you now you, 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 you get a lot of cap space for your organization. And there's going to be a lot of interested free agencies that's looking for quarterbacks. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo could be an option, even though I don't think Derek Carr would be an option, but he probably would be an option. Aaron Rodgers is definitely not coming to Tennessee, but you got some other, you know, Jacoby Brissett is an option that, that that's better than Tannehill, in my opinion. So you have some quarterback options with your salary cap. You got some offensive line options with your salary cap. You could build that defense or get a receiver like, you know, if they do, they, they want to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins don't want to be in Arizona anymore. He did his due diligence in Arizona. I don't think he wants to be there. Go out and get a DeAndre Hopkins to help out Derrick Henry on that offense. You need weapons for a quarterback. You need an offensive line for a quarterback. So if I'm the Tennessee Titans, that's where I'm spending my money. On this defense, I'm spending my money on this offensive line and getting some weapons for your quarterback. And go out and get a cheap quarterback. Go, I mean, even if you want to go get Stidham for the Las Vegas Raiders, go get Stidham. I would take that. I mean, I would love for the, the, the Raiders to get Stidham back. I'm just saying, I, I would love for him to get back. But at the same time, that's the, the, uh, that's the hole that Tennessee needs to address. But when it comes to Robert Woods, his career is going downhill. You know we saw him in Buffalo. And then after Buffalo, he went to um, the Los Angeles Rams. Had some good season with the Los Angeles Rams, the Rams being outside of Cooper Cup. So. Yeah, I, I think that it was the right move to release these guys just to free up your cash space. And you got to think about the draft and you what, what draft these you have to sign. So a lot of people are freeing up cap space as of right now. But is it a shocker that LeWayne, but Taylor LeWayne was, was one of the longest reigning offensive linemen, was able to be released? I was kind of shocking about that. But hey, this is a business at the end of the day in the NFL. You're not guaranteed to stay on the team 
20 plus years. We see Tom Brady do it. We see other quarterbacks lead, like, like when Joe Montana left the 49ers to go to Kansas City. It's a business at the end of the day. You want to win where you're at. Don't get me wrong. You want to win, but it's a business. You got to make moves that's going to be tough for your franchise to try to build a future for your franchise. And that's what I think the Tennessee Titans are doing. And they're they're trying to compete back in that worse, worse AFC South that stinks. The Texans stink. The, the Jaguars is the best team in that division. And Tennessee is trying to get their glory back. Probably opening up this cap space. Um, yeah, the AFC South is just not a great conference. I mean, not a great conference, great division in the AFC conference. That's just my personal opinion when it comes to that. So hopefully Tennessee can get it right. Hopefully Tennessee can get back on a map in the AFC. So let's get down to it. College coach Willie Taggart. He's expected to join the Baltimore Ravens here. Very interesting topic here. Because the Baltimore Ravens is, is, is still adding to their coaching staff, even though John Harbaugh is still there. John Harbaugh been a Baltimore Ravens coach for the longest when it comes to it. So the Baltimore Ravens are expected to hire longtime college coach Willie Taggart to oversee during their, his, during their running backs, according to ESPN. Interesting. Taggart is a former head coach at Florida State, Oregon, and Western Kentucky, South Florida, and Florida Atlantic, which held for the past three seasons before being fired in November. He has set to join Colorado staff under the coach of Deion Sanders, but instead to take on an NFL job for the first time. Taggart would take over Craig Verstige, who was the coach of the Raiders running backs for the past three seasons. Verstige, who has been the Raiders staff since John Harbaugh's first season in Baltimore back in 2008. He could get reassigned to a different role, but Willie Taggart is 46 years old. He's 15 and 18 at Florida Atlantic after a 9 and 12 record less than two seasons at Florida State. Overall record, he's 71 and 80 overall as a college head coach, including 10 win seasons at South Florida in 2016. Now, we all know the running back committee is going to be big in Baltimore. We all know they love to run the football in Baltimore. So I think this was a good hire for him. I don't think he's not an offensive coordinator. He's just going to be like a running backs coach. We all know J.K. Dobbins is the star of the Baltimore Ravens. He's the star. He's the guy. Yeah, you got Gus Edwards. You got Kenyon Drake. You got all those other guys, which Kenyon Drake might not come back. I think he's, he was on a one-year contract. Don't get me wrong with that. But him coming in to be the running backs coach, we see what J.K. Dobbs can do when he's healthy. And we saw him help the majority of the year last year. Not every week he was there, but majority of the year he was there. And he had a great comeback season. He was a comeback player of the year but he damn sure had a better season than he had a few other seasons. But he has a running back committee with Gus Edwards and those guys. And I think Willie Taggart would take on this role like as a head coaching job or offensive coordinator job. I don't think he would take on this role in any different kind of way, in my opinion. Willie Taggart is an okay coach. He's not great for college football because he doesn't win there. And I want to know what was his position was going to be if he went to Colorado under Deion Sanders, because if Deion Sanders give you a coaching job, you better take it. Understand the NFL 
is is higher. It makes more money. And you got to go where the bag is at. But we talk about Deion Sanders that turned schools around. You just see what you see that did at Jackson State. We just seen it. I don't know what your role was at Colorado, but I would have stayed there if I was Willie Taggart. Understand the Baltimore Ravens, you have you you play he uh, Willie Taggart played for John Harbaugh's dad J- uh Jack uh, Jack Harbaugh. He played for his dad in the NFL. I understand that. I completely understand that. Now I understand it's some family ties there, it's some relations there. Cool. But if I am Deion, if I'm Deion Sanders, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be on a coaching staff with him and a former NFL player on top of that. So when it comes down to it, the Ravens picked up a good coach, not a great coach, but a good coach. He's not that bad. It's not that bad. He only had one winning season, but he's not coming in and getting a big role or anything of that nature. He's not coming in to, to, had the best the best offensive line in football or the best offensive football. He's coming in as a running backs coach. That's it. He's coming in as a running backs coach. Yeah, you know he, he if you would if he was one to be with Coach Prom, that would have been dope. It would have been dope for him to to come in with Coach Prom. Absolutely. I wouldn't put it past him at all. I would not put it past him at all. But Willie Taggart joins the Baltimore Ravens. As the running backs coach were under Keon Drake, if Keon Drake comes back, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, which is not a bad running back committee for the AFC in the way they run the football effectively with their offense. Even though that uh, Greg Roman is not there anymore, and we don't know what the issue with Lamar Jackson is going to be, we don't know that. We don't know what the situation with Lamar Jackson is at quarterback. Will they tag him? Will they really sign him to a bigger contract? But this is what the Baltimore Ravens do. They really don't sign big. They don't really sign their they quarterbacks to contracts. Only one big contract that they got out of the Baltimore Ravens is Joe Flacco after he won the Super Bowl. And that's it. But Willie Taggart joins the Ravens coaching staff. Very interesting to watch. Let's see what he does with these running backs, man. Let's see what he does. All right. The topic that I wanted to get to. And I really hope some of the Raider Nation is listening to this podcast. And I really hope that a lot of people are listening to this podcast. Even Leo, because we just did a Nothing But Raiders podcast yesterday. We did a Nothing But Raiders podcast. We talked about C.J. Stroud. And I saw an article today talking about why the Raiders should go all in and land C.J. Stroud at number seven in the 2023 NFL draft. So... For the first time in nine years, the Las Vegas Raiders need a new starting quarterback and need a plan. They do need a plan. What's going on, Chad? What's going on, Leo? What's going on, y'all? As the Silver and Black look forward to the future in the post-Derek Carr era, they should make an aggressive move for C.J. Stroud, who is an ideal fit for head coach Josh McDaniels' offense. Interesting. With the $48.4 million in cap space, and the number seven overall pick. General Manager Dave Ziegler has three options to address the game's most important position, which is the quarterback position. Option one, if you can sign a high-priced free agent quarterback such as Jimmy Garoppolo. What's going on, Keith Springs? What's going on? 
who is familiar with Josh McDaniels' offense in his time in his tender at New England between 2014 and 2017. Option two, select the best passer available with his first draft pick, meaning C.J. Stroud at number seven, if he drops that far. Option three, take a big swing acquiring Aaron Rodgers if the Green Bay Packers make him available. Ziggler would forget to wait. He can't forget and wait for Rodgers. He just can't. I don't think he can. Who could cost two first-round picks along with a third-rounder and a player of significance, according to the Athletic, and $59.5 in guarantees. That takes a majority of our cash base if that happens. Secondly, he's a better off bypassing a bidding computer of an injury-prone quarterback in Garoppolo who missed 18 games in 2020. And lastly, why allow teams to dictate your choices in the draft? I agree there. So recently, I can say that Ziggler sat down with Tennessee Titans left tackle Taylor LeWayne and nine-year linebacker Will Compton with Bustin' with the Boys podcast. And he talked about the Raiders quarterback situation. He sure did. And the comments sounds like the general manager with an eye of a sustainable quarterback plan, which raises questions about whether he will give a premium pick for Rodgers, who is 39 years old and evaluates his future every season, or go with a C.J. Stroud, or go with somewhere better. And I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I like C.J. Stroud. Don't get me wrong. I have no issue with C.J. Stroud. I have the issue of the tender of Ohio State quarterbacks not being successful in the NFL. Yes, Justin Fields is probably the only successful one right now, but he's on a bad team. He's on a bad team. So think about this, right? We got $48.4 million in cap space for the Las Vegas Raiders. And you sit here and we get C.J. Stroud at number seven, right? And we keep Stidham. Who's going to start? Because you notice when you're a top 10 pick in the NFL, you have to think about the contract that you deserve as a top 10 pick or even a top five pick. So where the most of that money of our cash base is going to be spent on quarterback regardless. And I think we should not, we shouldn't go that route. I don't think we should just go all in at CJ Stroud. Because if you give him that big money at the number seven overall pick, then that means he has to start because you paying him that money. He's going to have to start in his early years. And I'm not ready for a, Trust the process built with the Las Vegas Raiders again. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I'm ready to start winning right now. I don't think CJ Stroud right now could come in and start winning for the Las Vegas Raiders. I just don't see that happening. I just don't see that happening. I just don't. What I see is, in my opinion, you go out and re-sign Jared Stidham to a nice contract not nothing that's going to break the bank and you build around your team. Or you draft C.J. Stroud and you give him a nice, reasonable contract. Not nothing that's going to break our cap space. 
in, it, it, it have him as a backup to Stidham. So you will have Stidham, Stroud, and, Gar- and Gabers, Garbers, Chase Garbers as your three quarterbacks. Now, one of those options said Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not a fan of that. The man missed 18 games. Yes, I understand he's a winner. He knows Josh McDaniel's offense from being in New England. But the best ability is availability, and I definitely don't want Jimmy Garoppolo winning. An unavailable Jimmy Garoppolo at that. I don't want an unavailable Jimmy Garoppolo. The third option was Aaron Rodgers. Of course, we're going to have that talk. We're going to have that talk about Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like this. I feel like this with Aaron Rodgers. But hold up. Give me one second. My light went out. I apologize. My light went out. I'm sorry. But Aaron Rodgers is not the answer for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm going to just be honest with you here. He's not the answer for Las Vegas Raiders because, like I said, 59.55.9 million in guarantees that is owed to Aaron Rodgers. He's 39 years old and about to turn 40. And then on top of that, you have to you have to figure out if he's going to play every season. I'm not banking on that. I said this on the Nothing But Raiders podcast yesterday. I am not banking on the Aaron Rodgers every year if he's decide or undecided if he wants to be a football player the upcoming season or he wants to retire. It's one or the other, man. You're going to retire or you want to play. And I'm not banking on giving him 50, almost $60 million of guarantees every year, knowing damn well we don't know if he's even going to play the next following year. And he's 40 years, about to be 40 years old. I don't want a 40-year-old quarterback for our future of the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't want that. I don't want that. So should we go all in on C.J. Stroud? It's possible. I want to. But the Ohio State quarterback got to prove me wrong. He got to prove me wrong. Yes, he had record numbers at Ohio State. Like every other quarterback that came through in the NFL that came from Ohio State. And look where they're at. I'm just going off the I'm just going off the rep, I'm just going off the pass. I'm just going off the pass what I see from Ohio State quarterbacks. They just don't succeed. Like Alabama quarterbacks. There's only two that you can really name that's that has actually had good had good years. Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Before that, you can't name an Alabama quarterback that was great. Because Alabama was good for their running backs and their receivers, their offensive line, and their defense. Same thing for Ohio State. No different. So going all in on C.J. Stroud, no. No, I'm not going all in on C.J. Stroud. The only way I go all in on C.J. Stroud, if we secure Jared Stidham. That's the only way I do that. The only way that I would do that. So make sure y'all hit that like button and subscribe to the channel, man. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you turn the notification bell on for the Darian Hopkins show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live right here on YouTube at the Darian Hopkins show. And we're live on the Facebook page, the Darian Hopkins show and my personal Facebook page, which is Sonny Hopkins. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram at 
the Hopkins show. If you are listening on Spotify, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you type in the Darian Hopkins show and you can hear the audio version of this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget, don't forget, make sure you go over to SeatGeek and use the promo code SRT and get your first $20 off your first purchase for live events, concerts, sporting events, you name it, they got it. Go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code SRT for your first $20 off. Now, let's get into the nitty-gritty of a little bit of some NBA. And the first thing I really want to talk about is Nick McMillan. What's going on? uh, What's going on, love? What's going on, beautiful? What's going on? But Nate McMillan, ladies and gentlemen, Nate McMillan, he got fired from the Atlanta Hawks. After a 29 and 30 start. Now, Joe Pruti will be the new interim head coach. Will be the new interim head coach. So, Nate McMillian, Tom, as a head coach, is absolutely over, y'all. I like Nate McMillian as a coach. I thought he was a great coach. He They went to the conference finals a couple of years back. And he had that team rolling. But John Collins went, route, went out. Then you had Trey Young that's very immature as a player that needs to grow up. It's a lot of dysfunction there in Atlanta. It's a lot of dysfunction there. So Atlanta announced that they fired the head coach after a 29-30 and 30 start into the season. Assistant coach Joe Prunty will serve as the interim head coach the rest of the way, and the team will still be fighting for a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Now, according to Adrian Wanowski of ESPN, he did report that the Atlanta Hawks plan immediately to start their coaching search, coaching search of McMillan's personal replacement and noted that former Utah Jazz Quinn Snyder and Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach Charles Lee and Golden State Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson could be considered. This move after the Hawks made headlines in December when Trey Young missed the game against the Denver Nuggets. I remember that. But Trey Young is an immature player, man. He's an immature player, and it shows. It shows that this team is in dysfunction for Atlanta, and Atlanta is very underachieving in the Eastern Conference. They're underachieving. There's too many underlying stories within this organization why made them fire Nick McMillan. I don't think they wanted to play for him anymore. I don't think they had that connection with Nate McMillan anymore. And they need a fresh start. This is the second half of the season just started for the NBA. They still have a chance to get into the playoffs for the Atlanta Hawks. And mind you, it's a weak, it's a weak Eastern Conference anyway. It's a weak Eastern Conference. If Trey Young can step up and be a leader, if they could trade John Collins, because John Collins has been trying to get traded for the last couple of years. He wants out in Atlanta. I'm surprised he's still even getting on the court and wearing a Hawks jersey at this point. But Nate McMillan getting fired was the right call. I mean, I like him as a coach. Don't get me wrong. I think he was a dope-ass coach at the end of the day. But, like I said, like in the NFL, it's a business. If you ain't winning now and you losing the players in the locker room, they're going to boot you. People say job security, job security. Ain't no job security in professional sports. I don't care if you're an MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL. There's no job security there. 
no matter how much they give you, if you're not putting production out on a on a field, a court, a center ice, or a baseball field, you're getting the boot. And that's what happened with Nate McMillan. It wasn't no, it wasn't no product. Your players was not getting along. They did not like you as a coach, Nick McMillan. It was time to go. It was definitely time to go. I respect him for what he'd done in the NBA. Don't get me wrong. He has done a great job in the NBA. A great job. But when your time is up and your time is down, like John Cena would say, your time is up. They need a new scenery. To me, I think they need a more coach that's not as laid back as Nick McMillan was. He was definitely laid back. I mean, he wasn't our cool. I wouldn't say good enough because he did get them to a conference championship. He did get them to a conference championship, but once the locker room started not playing for him anymore and all the dysfunction that was going on behind the scenes under the Atlanta Hawks, then that's a different story. But a couple of years ago, this team, this team was in the Easter Conference Finals a couple of years ago under Nate McMillan. So I, I'm sitting here thinking just like, man, Nate McMillan went and, and, and got them to the Conference Finals. And then I think it was in the playoffs last year, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. I think they were, but I don't think they are. But it's a possibility they could get into the playoffs this year. It's a possibility. And I would not be surprised if they are in the playoffs, but it depends on what type of coach and what type of style of a coach. For me, Kenny Atkinson is the, is the best candidate for me out of all the people that they said. They even got the assistant coach. They got Quinn Snyder, the assistant coach for the uh, Utah Jazz, Milwaukee Bucks head coach Charles Lee, and Golden State Warriors Kenny Atkinson. I think Kenny Atkinson is the best fit. He comes from a championship pedigree in the Golden State Warriors. Why not give him a shot? I'll take that. I'll give Kenny Atkinson that. So when it comes down to the athletic, they did report that he was away from the team following a disagreement with McMillan, which we talked about Trey Young, and noted there were multiple team meetings early this season to resolve these various conflicts. Trey Young addressed the situation at the time and said, we're all grown men here and we are, he said, we all grown men here and sometimes we don't always agree. It's unfortunate that private situations and private conversations get out to the public. But I guess that's what the world we live in now, but I'm just focused on basketball and focused on helping my team win and that's all we got to do. And that is a quote from Trey Young on the firing of Nate McMillan. So let's get into some more NBA news, man. But it's a prospect that we're talking about. A prospect that we're talking about. And that's LeBron James' son. Ronnie James. This is what we're talking about, man. The 2024 NFL draft. I kidding. I mean, not NFL, NBA. I'm sorry. The 2024 NBA draft. Is Bronnie James worth a top 10 pick in next year's draft? Is he? Because this is interesting. Because I think he is, just from what I've seen in high school. From what I've seen in high school, I think that Bronny James' stock continues to rise. And 
according to Jonathan Ganovi, uh, he says that Bronny Jane will be the number 10th overall pick to the Orlando Magic in the 2024 NFL Draft. Now, James was off the board of number 10 to Orlando. And in, in, uh, in January, they had, uh, according to John Ganovi, he said he watched James and Sierra Creighton, uh, Canyon, whatever, I think Sierra Canyon, compete in a hoop hall classic that came all the way impressed with, this, with the highly touted guard. In the class full of prospects, with those development is stagnant, James is one of the few who continues to make strides physically and skill-wise, looking like a five-star recruit, any potential one-and-done candidate, according to this. So they saying that Gnovi added that James would be a strong consideration as a first-round prospect in the 2024 mocks. Based on where he was rated Wednesday, Bronny might even win the Mattis Buzelas for the top spot, which is Bruzelas was Gnovi pick with the first overall pick to the San Antonio Spurs. Bronny James is a dog. And I'm going to be honest, Bronny James is definitely a dog. He's definitely looking like his father more and more and more. The difference between his father and the difference between him is that Bronny is going to go to college for one year. We all know that he's going to be a one and done. We all know that Bronny ain't going to stay for two years or three years. Like the NFL, when you got to play football, you got to play for three years before you go into the league. We all know the one and done thing. I'm not really a too big fan of for the game of college basketball because y'all know I love college basketball. I love college basketball, but I'm I'm tired of seeing a one and done player and not knowing who half of these players are in college basketball. So we all know Bronny is going to be a one-and-done player. We all know this. Question is where he will go for his one-and-done. Will he go to the best team in basketball in the Kansas Jayhawks? Will they go to Alabama? There was the number two team in the country? Who knows? But I think Bronny James' stock is going to keep rising because of the name that he has. But he has talent. Don't put. Don't, I'm not going to do that to Bronny James, though. He has the talent. He's looking like his father. Probably have a better jump shot than his father by now. Because LeBron getting up there in, in age. We all know LeBron can't do what he used to do. But I've seen this real. And I'm going to tell this quick story real quick. I've seen this real that I saw Bronny James, right? I saw, oh my God. I don't know why this keeps happening to me with this light. So I saw Bronny James, right? And I saw a I, um a Facebook reel. It wasn't even an IG or a YouTube short or anything of that nature. I saw that Bronny James was dunking high, just like this, cocked back and all. Cocked back and all. And it was just identical to LeBron James in Miami. Those times that he was like, LeBron was just dunking cock back and just boom, you know? And I saw that video and that video went viral. And I said, Bronny James is going to be it. He might just be it. He's not going to be it as Zion Williamson it, 
because Zion Williamson was it only in college and he has not done nothing in the NBA. I think it's going to be completely different for Bronny. It's going to be completely different for Bronny. I think Bronny's going to come in and, you know, his father LeBron is going to really help him and mold him while he's in the NBA. That's why I think LeBron James is really sticking around because for real, for real, being with the Lakers, I think LeBron James wants to retire. I'm just being completely honest. I think he wants to, I think he wants to retire. I think he does. And I I you, you I can't put it I can't put it past him. But he's sticking around because his son. That's why he's sticking around, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly why he's sticking around. But LeBron James and Bronny James, his, his stock is going to rise. He's going to he's going to play great basketball and he's going to put up the numbers. So whatever college he decides to go to, Bronny James is going to do great. Bronny James is going to do good. And LeBron is going to carry him all the way through his process. That's just my complete honest opinion when it comes to Bronny James. But that's all I really have when it comes to the sports topic for today. When it comes to the NBA, any NFL. But I want to get into one more NFL topic, and I'm going to send this out real quick to him, to my guest, which you will see at 7 o'clock as well. I forgot to send this link out to him. Forgot to send this link out to him. I'm sorry, y'all. Hopefully this is the right link. So let's let's talk about it. Did anybody see All-American on Monday? We got to see Bronny James fans in the future. Oh, God. Yes, you're going to see them. You're going to see a lot of fans. You're going to see a lot of them. But let's talk about it. Did y'all watch All-American on Monday? Did y'all watch All-American on Monday? Because I did a preview of the actual show of All-American. I did a preview of it. And it was pretty dope. Pretty dope, but a pretty sad Episode 12 of All-American. Um, Billy Baker's funeral was sad. Um, you know, they did a um, tribute to him. You know, Laura, the wife, Laura Baker, she wanted it to be intimate only. She said that she shared, she shared her husband with the world. She just wanted family and close friends only. And mentally, I don't think Spencer is there. He hasn't grieved his father. He really hasn't grieved a lot of losses in his life. And now Billy Baker being one of his mentors through his whole football career is, is really hindering him. Laura's not taking it well at all. I mean, Olivia is, is, is really hurting for her mother. Jordan, I think he's not really going through all the emotions just yet. I think he's still numb. We see Billy Baker's father come back. To be at the funeral. And I love what they did with the with with the the whole memorial at at you know Billy Baker Field in Crenshaw. I love that. And you know, they 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 really consider it to be all about Billy Baker. And it's gonna be sad to really watch this show now and not see Billy's face come through the screen. You know, Tate Diggs already stated why he left All American. I think his time was up. In his opinion, he think he did enough for All-American. And it was time for him to move on to something bigger and better things. 
when it came down to it. So with All American, it was it was a, a, a interesting episode, and I cannot wait to see what happened on episode thirteen when the players start to get back on the field because Jabari was supposed to go to Coastal, and now he don't know if he want to go to Coastal because everybody feel like he's the reason why that Billy Baker lost his life. So watching All American and Laura blaming. Jabari for Billy Baker's death I didn't like that but Laura had to come to some realization that if that was any other child if that was Spencer if that was Jordan if that was JJ if that was anybody that Billy Baker coached he would have did the same thing for them all he was doing was looking out for Jabari's future and he risked his life doing it that's what I love. That's what I love about All-American, that you always have that hero that looks out for the kids only. And that's what a lot of football coaches that's in high school, that's in Little League, that's in Pop Warner, that's in college, that's in even in the NFL. You got to treat these men like that was your son. And Billy Baker is a reason why He's one of those good coaches that never took the easy way. Never took the easy way route at all. And I was a form, I was a former football coach for Little League, and I treated all them kids like my sons. You get what I'm saying? Treated them like my sons. And I saw them grow and prosper into something that's even bigger than me now. And that's what Billy Baker wanted his kids to be bigger than him, to get a college education and play football and go into the league. And that's where he was to All-American. One of the best mentors I saw it all, as an on-screen character, he was my mentor. Shit. He was my mentor. So All-American episode 12 was pretty sad, but it was pretty good at the same time. They celebrated his life. And now there's a lot of healing that has to go on. Let's see how these football players is going to react. Let's see how Spencer and Jordan and all these other people is going to react. But I'm kind of mad at the CW at this point. I'm kind of mad at them. Because you, we, I have to wait to March 13th for another episode. Uh, so now what I'm going to talk about to March 13th. What am I going to talk about? I can't talk about nothing till March 13th when it comes to All-American. That sucks. Oh, that sucks. That sucks badly, bro. It really does. So with that being said, yo, we are going to go to a quick break. We're going to go to a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. And just to let y'all know, we will have all even podcasts on at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You do not want to miss it, man. It is a Darian Hopkins show. It will be back in a few minutes here so make sure y'all hit that like button make sure you subscribe to the channel man we are in the building and we'll see y'all in a couple minutes and i am back ladies and gentlemen i am back ladies and gentlemen like i said at seven o'clock we will have all even podcasts coming on to the show to the darian hopkins show just to talk about his podcast and talk about the life of podcasts and sports podcasts and how he got his podcast 
off the ground. So make sure y'all go and subscribe to the channel over there at All Even Podcast. But before he comes up to the show, I have to say, if you like any sporting events, if you like any promo codes, if you like live events, if you like discounts, make sure you go to SeatGeek.com. Make sure you go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code SRT and get your first $20 off on your purchase with us using the promo code SRT. So while we wait for him to come up on here, y'all, shout out to the Ignorant Thinkers podcast. Shout out to y'all for being in the building. I really do appreciate y'all being here for the Ignorant Thinkers podcast. Thank you so much, bro. I had him on last Friday and we had an interesting, interesting show. Hopefully we can get hopefully we can get you back on here and I gotta get on your show as well. So we're gonna talk. We're we're definitely gonna talk behind the scenes, man. Definitely gonna talk behind the scenes. But make sure y'all hit the like button and subscribe to the channel, man. It's the Darian Hopkins show. Really do appreciate all y'all coming through a great, great podcast. I cannot wait for or even podcasts that come on here because I watched some of his stuff and he had some great content on Instagram and I like went to his actual channel and subscribed and I'm like, yo, the con like the content was really, really great. So with that being said, without further ado, we have the man, the myth himself, Mr. Barry Grant Jr. of the All Evening Podcast in the building. What's going on, brother? Thank you for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate you, you know, tuning in. What's the word? What's the word, Dan? You, you hear me good? Yeah, we can hear you good, brother. We can hear you good over here, man. So how's your day going so far, bro? Uh, I mean, busy, bro. I'm a dad. So, you know, it's 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 crazy. You know what I mean? I, I jumped from being dad. Now I had to jump down here and, and talk to you a little bit. So it's all good. No, it's it's fine. You take your time, brother. Take your time. You know, being a dad ain't easy. I mean, it ain't easy. I'm not a father myself. I'm not I'm not a father at all. But I'm just saying, I raise you know four nieces. You know, because my my brother's not around, so I, I just try to be the father figure to them as well. So I I know Absolutely. how it is, man. Listen, man, so, kids need it, man. No matter if you're an uncle, if you if you you know whatever it is, surrogate, they need all the love and support, man. So salutes to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So. I came across shit like I was just telling the, the the audience. I mean, the few people that's going to be listening and actually watching. I came across your Instagram, and I didn't even know I was following you at at one point. But I just saw like the end. I just saw like a video. I forgot what it was about. I think it was about Derek Carr because you know I'm a Raiders fan. At the okay. end, you see it in the back. I'm a Raiders fan, so I think you was talking about Derek Carr or talking about something about Aaron Rodgers or something of that nature. And I just saw that you was cool. You had your sunglasses on. You had the hat on. You had your squad. I'm like, this guy's going to be entertaining. And then recently, I just saw your reel of Ben Simmons. And I absolutely agree with you 100% on Ben Simmons because I'm a Sixers fan. So seeing Ben Simmons and, and seeing, you know, him, and I'm like, okay, it's time. For, it, 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 was, it was time for him to move forward. But like you said, you have great players that, that want to work and be the best. And then you have players that just want to be here just to be here. Right. And Ben Simmons is one of those players that just want to be here. Now, I've been, I've been saying this for a while now. 
if people watched him at LSU, he did the same thing at LSU. Exactly. And Sixers fans did not want to be like, oh, he has the, the ability to, to be like the next LeBron James and the, the way he drives to the basket and play defense, but he can't shoot. Right. LeBron James became great because he knew that he had to shoot. He had to get better at a jump shot. So at the end of the day, I, I appreciate that real, but Ben Simmons sucks, bro. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not going to go that far and say the kid sucks, man. The thing is, is that when we get caught up in potential, everybody gets caught up in potential. They see a guy, they see the mm -hmm. size, they see the ability, they see the athleticism and, they all they all automatically start comparing him to somebody. Hey, he can be the next such and such. He can be the next such and such. He has traits of such and such. And we have this image in our head of those old players, and we're subjecting this new individual to those standards. We do it. It's a it's human nature. It's what we always do. Ben Simmons comes to the league now, and he's not living up to whatever standards that we set for him, media set for him. The Sixers, Sixers fans, whoever the fans of Ben Simmons set for him. And this is what we're seeing. You know, it's a guy that showed you the inability to get his team to the tournament at LSU. You know, they, they had a terrible record at LSU. He, 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 terrible. Was, he was decent. And he had a terrible record in the SEC conference that wasn't that great that year. So yeah. we were expecting this dominant Ben Simmons and we didn't get it. That was red flag number one. Red flag number two is you can always tell great players from their year one to year two jumps mm -hmm. in whatever sports they have and whatever sport they're playing in. There was never a year one to year two jump for him. It's pretty much the same type of production that you're getting out of him. That's the second red flag. The third red flag is that his game never, never got any better. You know, all the greats. LeBron didn't come into the league with a jump shot. Sure did. Jordan didn't come into the league with a, with, a, with an effective mid-range. He came right. in as, a, as an athletic guy that developed the mid-range jump shot. LeBron developed his game. His, his, his jump shot is still a mechanical-looking jump shot, mm -hmm. but it works for him. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Because he puts in the work. Carmelo Anthony, he worked on his game. It, all the greats have worked on their game. They have added layers to their game. Ben Simmons has not done that. So at what point do we stop talking about potential and just look at him for what he is? He is what he is. And people need to just, he'll be in the league, but they need to stop talking about potential with him. He's 25, 26 years old at this point. Right. He is what he is. I just think he's a, I just think he's a spoiled Brad. That's just, uh, it's just new, new age, new age athlete, Darren, honestly, like there's a lot of guys out there like that that are just, you know, they've been told that they're the man their whole lives. And, you know, there's certain, there's certain roadblocks that they can't really navigate around because they never had to. Right. So, you know, the first type of uh, adversity that they face in their careers, they really can't handle it. And, you know, we're going to see what happens with him. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It doesn't look good. But he has a very big contract that the Nets can't get out of right now. He doesn't have much trade value. So, you know, we're going to see what happens because I, I can't see any other NBA franchise willing to take on that particular risk because it they, they, 
it comes with so much development. You have to make sure that you have the proper staff in place, that he has some type of mental health, um, you know, person to speak to. And mm -hmm. maybe he needs maybe he needs some days off. There's a lot of maintenance that comes with the Ben Simmons. And I don't know if the talent level is going to match all of the things that he needs for a particular organization. So you know, we'll see. We'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. I'm just kind of happy that whole debacle in Philadelphia is officially done. I'm so absolutely happy about that because that's all they talked about when he was in Philadelphia is all his situation and stuff like that. But let's get straight into it, man. All even podcast. How did that come about? And how long you been in, in the sports podcast industry? Because I see that you have great quality. You have a great product. And how long you been around? Because like, I'm starting, I, like, I don't really use, I use my Instagram, but I don't use my Instagram like that. So just seeing different podcasts and, and, and reaching out to them, like I reached out to you to be on the show like how long you've been doing this thing like before youtube or what you doing audio like how how did how all of this started for all even well first off i appreciate that man um definitely appreciate the the kind words uh i've, I've been podcasting since 2020 so what mm -hmm. happened was i um i went to the connecticut school of broadcasting that's out there in new york and uh westbury long island and uh did that and graduated and then you know everything was kind of set up for me everything was kind of lined up with um you know programs and assistance and things like that internships because all of our teachers at the school were in the industry already whether they're radio whether they're in tv um video production whatever it is like you know they they're they're somewhere and then covid hit pandemic hit and school closed and all of the resources went away. So I'm here with this degree. I'm here with this diploma and all these certifications and all of these skills. I'm just like, okay, well, what now? Um, I can't sit here and cry about it. I just got to get to work. So, you know, I just decided to um, create my podcast. Uh, my, my brother, my, my best friend, I've known him for over 30 years. Um, he, he you know, we were going through names, you know, we had a list of stuff and, you know, he's just kind of naming them off. And I'm like, nah, don't like that one. Eh, eh, eh. And he got to all leave. And I was like, now, you know, we're still talking. And I went, hold on, go back to that one. I'm like, all even. He's like, all even. So it don't, sounds good. He's like, yeah, it does sound good. So, you know, it, that that's when it was born. July 13th, 2020 was my first official show. Uh, I started off as audio only um, my first my first 100 episodes, honestly, maybe even more than that were audio, just straight audio. Um, and just recently. I believe well, last year, I want to say last year, July, I converted over to um, to video. So, you know, I built my my studio and, you know, the rest is <laughs> the rest is history. So, dude, like, is it all even? Is it just you and your best friend, or is it other people that's involved as, as part of the? No, group it's, as well? it's my yeah, it's my show. It's just me. Like, you know, if you like, okay. when you hear, you know, if you watch the podcast, um, I I have my homies on the show every week. Like, they'll pull up, they'll be on the couch, we'll have conversations. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it's kind of spurned into now. But the the original 
origin was just me. It was just me behind a mic and talking for an hour or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I <laughs> like, just like I do right now, basically. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, man. And and you know, I I um got real comfortable with it. I started to branch out and do other things. I met a lot of other creators. I created this other show called All Even Live Exclusive, where we interviewed people in the in the industry, ex athletes, and you know, we we have I want to say it was like thirty shows we did until I had to, you know, I had to leave that show alone because I had some I had some tragedy in my family. So I kind of stepped away from podcasting for maybe like eight months or so, you know, and um came back, came back in 2022, July of 2022. Yeah. So, you know, I I I was rolling, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, I had to take a step back, but you know, back full bore now. And you know, I have my own sports network as well, the grid network, shouts to the grid. Uh, created created that um uh September of last year um and you know we have a whole bunch of creators on there as well you know we have a uh, have like five or six shows that that we have on the on the network so you know slowly slowly but surely we're growing that you know I'm growing my show they're growing their show so you know it's kind of just like a uh umbrella type of um it's like all under, under- one yeah, umbrella. Exactly. it's like it's like a big connection to it exactly, exactly. Everybody, could, everybody helps out everybody it's, it's great and that's how it's supposed to be in podcasts because like i don't know if you saw any of my shows before but i've been in youtube like doing video podcasting since 2016 okay so um i do have a second channel which is spotlight football talk where i just talk you know usfl xfl nfl and college football and I do live play-by-play commentary on that channel. Nice, so nice, nice. that channel's like what almost seven, almost like eight, eight thousand subscribers on that channel. I had that channel since 2016. And I made this channel at first, it was called the Spotlight Sports Network. Right. And I know a lot of people know the Spotlight Sports Network because it was very popular because everybody go everybody called me by Spotlight, but I wanted to, to rebrand because a lot of things happen behind the scenes when it comes to, to networks. You gotta have more. You, it was enough. It wasn't enough Indians. It was everybody wanted to be the chief, you know. Everybody wanted to have that. Oh, I'm this. I'm yeah. that. So yeah. that's why the Spotlight Sports Network didn't work out. I mean, it worked out for the three and a, almost two and a half years, three years that we had it. But I decided to separate myself and close the network and just focus on what I what I decided to come on here for in the beginning, and that's yeah. podcasting. Yeah, play-by-play is something that I do for fun to interact with my subscribers, but to talk sports and the knowledge of the sports is 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 what I do now. And that's why I made it my personal brand to make it the Darian Hopkins show. So that's dope. That's uh, dope. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. You know, I'm I'm I completely rebranded this channel. Um, just me on here and uh, running a network can be tough. You know, having your own podcast and running a network and, and being a dad. So how are you able to toggle all of that? You know, being a full-time dad, having your own show and, you know, I don't know that I think the network is actually yours, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> so how are you able to toggle all of that at once? Like how, how is your day? Like, like your daily routine for that, you know? I mean, honestly, man, like you just have to find the time, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's if you want to do something, if you have aspirations to do anything, you're going to find the time. You have people that 
oh, you know, I need to go to the gym, but they'll make an excuse. Oh, I was tired that day or I don't have not. You have time to be able to really map out your day and really put a schedule together. And this is what your blocks are going to do. This is what you're going to do here. This is what you're going to do here. And shouts out um, to my son's uh, mother. You know, Jasmine. Jasmine is a she's a great mom. She holds she holds me down. She holds him down. So, you know, that that helps a great deal as well. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having having that type of support in home um, really, really helps. You know what I'm saying? Like she's fantastic. So yeah, having a support system in general is is what is big for anybody that gets into the entrepreneur world, the podcast, or no matter what type of industry you're getting into, having that support system is what's really needed. Especially for your mental coach, because this this being in the podcast industry is really up here, you yeah. know. So it's not really what you could put on. Oh, you could have the best mic. You could have the best system in the world. But if you ain't here mentally, a lot of podcasters drop out. And we've seen a lot of podcasters grow over the last couple of years since the pandemic. We've seen all these podcasts come out and we've seen a lot of them drop yeah. because they couldn't they couldn't finish. So it's really all about being mental up here. So uh, well, I'll, I'll even I'll even, you know, kind of add on to that. It's it's. You know, the thing is with podcasting and this YouTube thing and, you know, the whole YouTube boom that we're in right now mm-hmm. is that everybody believes that they can go viral. Yeah. So when they see people, they see all these successful podcasts and they believe that, oh, well, I can be able to talk about the same thing and see I, I can be able to have a thousand, you know, 10,000, 100,000 followers and make some money and all that stuff but for every every 1% of those people that go viral you got people out there that are struggling with their channels that are building mm-hmm. their channels that have had their channels for 7 8 years and they're slowly but surely you know gaining that following and you know they're busting their ass and they're not making the money that the 1% are making and people right. have to understand that that it's not all roses you know just because you've mm-hmm. got some monetization or you know you're 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 you have the option to to get paid on some shorts or you got some AdSense or whatever it is. Like every every you all YouTube money is not equal. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to be able to, you know, keep grinding. Don't worry about the numbers. If you're passionate about podcasting, that's what's going to push you forward. It's yes. the passion. It's not about how many subscribers you got or how many views you got. It's about if you love doing what you do. And you're gonna wake up every day and feel enthused and to to talk about what you're talking about. That's what's gonna push you through because, like you said, podcasting is a mental grind, and a lot of people get burnout. It happens, you know. You, yeah. you if you don't if you don't balance your life properly, or you know, kind of take a step back sometimes and really see what you're doing. A lot of people get burnout, and you know, a lot of people who get burnout and walk away from podcasting, most of them never come back. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 something that you just got to you, you got to be able to understand. You got to understand where you're at mentally. You got to go through the 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 ebbs and flows of it. You got to ride the roller coaster and, you know, just kind of enjoy yourself, man. And just appreciate the journey, honestly. And that's that's what I had to learn, you know, knowing what the breakup of of my network. I took some time off before I decided to rebrand this channel. I took some time off and had to reevaluate how I wanted to to do this channel. 
and right. reevaluate myself and how I wanted this channel to be because right. I was I was at a point where I was going to sell this channel. Right. I was not going to keep this channel at all. I was just going to be like, take it, do whatever you want with it. I don't care what type of podcast you do, as long as it's podcasted, I don't care. Right. But I took a step back and I'm like, wait, I built this channel. I grind my behind off to get those 4,000 watch hours. I've grinded my behind off to get the monetization, which I really don't care about it, but it, right. it came with the it came with the the territory that I was able to journey. It came with the journey. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna rebrand it and just use it as a Darian Hopkins show because I had this show before a few times, but I was never really successful ever. I really didn't get past episode two or episode three. Gotcha. So I was like, you know what? Whatever episodes that I had back then, I'm wiping them out. I'm starting from the ground up. I don't care if it's at 1.45, 1400, 1500 subscribers. I don't care. I don't care if it don't move up or move down. Right. I'm going to keep putting out quality content. For people to see if they if they want to watch it they watch it if they don't they don't i yeah. still work a full-time job so i know how it feels to work a full-time job seven to three get up at five o'clock get there at seven be home by four and be ready for this actual show every monday wednesday and friday and a raider show on a tuesday right. so my only day off is a thursday and sometimes on thursdays i'll probably be just recording shorts or making shorts or making um content just regularly for the channel That's so right. it never stops it's 24 7 ground because in our in the sports industry in itself never it's stops always breaking news yeah and never man like you know you can be able to put out something on tuesday and by friday it's old you know what i'm saying yeah. so you know it's one of those things where you just got to continue to keep on it man and you know shouts to you for doing you know four four particular shows a week on different stuff, man. That 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 takes a lot. That's what I was doing prior to my to my hiatus. You know, I was I was doing content, man, like six out of seven days, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was just grind, and it never seemed like work to me because you having fun. You know what I mean? Right. But um, you know, going back to you know the whole network thing for you, it's really important. Like if you ever decide to go down that road again, is to find like minded people. Mm -hmm. like you know it, it's 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 one thing to be able to say i got a network i need to get some people here or, you know I, I, if you're a creator hey let's, let's let's go ahead and collab like that's cool but you need to have people that understand the concept of team if yes. you do not understand the concept of team it's not gonna work it's just like any sports uh team that you're on you can't have everybody shooting the basketball you need right. guys that can be able to rebound. You need guys that can be able to just do the garbage work. You need guys that can be able to be rah-rah on the bench and be the resident cheerleaders like Pat Bev and stuff like that. Like you need yeah. guys like that. You, 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 that's that's a team. And that's how you're gonna be able to create synergy and have that chemistry and be able to grow things. But if everybody is gunning for the same spot, it's not gonna work. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I have on my network is that we have a lot of like-minded creators. Everybody knows their role. Everybody grinds the same way and everybody's looking to build the channel the same way. And that's why it works. You know what I'm saying? You know, obviously it's in its infant stage right now, but I believe that, you know, the grid network can be able to continue to grow and, and, and be good. And that's what I, because that, with the Spotlight Sports Network, it's an LLC. So if I ever wanted to bring it back, 
Right, you I can. could always I could always bring it back if I wanted yeah. to because it's it's an LLC. It's already in as a as a business when it right. comes down to on the business side of things. Shouts so, to you for that, definitely. I, I I had to protect it because a lot of people don't know behind the scenes, which I don't really want to talk about. But just know that they was trying to they was trying to take the name from under me, so I had to protect it. You right. know, as me being a creator of it, I had to protect what was mine, logos, merch, whatever. I had to protect all of that. And that's why I was able to get the LLC for it. But getting into some sports, man, I know you got some favorite teams that I don't know about. And I would like to know, you know, NFL, NBA, baseball, what, like who who you rocking with now, man? I know you don't say you just drop. You just rock with any team. Oh no, I, no, no. I, 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 I have my, got some favorite teams out there. Yeah, yeah, I got my teams, bro. Like, um, in basketball, I'm a Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. Um, <laughs> you know, shout shouts to my mom, R.I.P. for her. You know, she she was the one that 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 um, you know, gave me my Lakers stripes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so I've been rocking with them since I've known myself. Right. Um, football, football. I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, mm. been a Cowboys fan my whole life. Uh, I was also a Jets fan, so I was kind of like a dual fan growing up. Like I used to watch the Jets, and then obviously yeah. after the Jets game finished on CBS, you had the Fox game with the Cowboys. So it was kind of like I used to love watching both, and you know, just the kind of decided to kind of follow the Cowboys full time. Um, baseball, I'm a huge Mets fan. I, I, I live in New York. Um, I grew up in Queens, so the Mets are the Mets are my my lifeline. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like no team in for me affects my mood the way the Mets does um let's see I'm a hockey fan as well I love the Islanders again another New York team so you know it's it's all about it's all about those those particular teams for me honestly well you already know my Las Vegas Raiders got one up on the Cowboys you see that Thanksgiving game last year not this past year but the father year before you know so yeah. my, see with me I like every Philly, every Philadelphia team, but the Eagles. Okay. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I don't know what it was with me. It's just that even though my, all my, like my, my house is divided. My father's an Eagles fan, which my mom, of course, she's going to go with the hometown team, but she likes the Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks. My okay. brother's a 49ers fan and I'm a Raiders fan. So it's like house divided every single week when it comes to one team playing the other and this right, team right, right. playing that team. So that that was that was a, a house divided with me. So Sixers, Flyers, Phillies is the rest when it comes to mine. So Mo Greek asked the question, said, question from the chat, favorite battle rapper. I don't know if you watch battle rap. I don't know if you do. Cause I know you live in New York and you know yeah. it's popular out there. But um I'm not gonna say mines. Mo Green, you should know mines. We talked, we talked about it before. K Shine, another New York rapper. That's just my my favorite battle rapper. I don't know if you watch battle rap or not. I, so. I do. I mean, I, I'm I'm old school, man. So the, the thing is, if I'm if I'm gonna go battle rap, um, I'm gonna say you gotta give it to the GOAT, man. It's, it's murder mook for me. So mm -hmm. that's well, you know, they both from they both from Harlem, K Shine yeah. Murder Mook, you know. It's, so it's, it's, I, it's I, can me, I can take that. I can take that. I was I was rocking with Mook back in the days when he was he was battling Party Audie and J. Yeah. Mills. So, you know. <laughs> oh, you go back to the old Smack DVD I'm days. See? You, exactly. So. Oh man, see that's funny because, uh, what was like? I think it was about four or five years ago, I was act I had a YouTube channel that was 
covering battle rap. I was blo- that's what they called bloggers back then. Right, right. It was like battle rap bloggers back then, and I was able to get Murder Mook on a show. So oh, yeah, it was it was after a, an event. I forgot the event was, but he told us like the whole like this was before like social media got really really yeah. like big big like it did like now you know all the contract negotiations and stuff like that. Back then you didn't know. He was telling me how the contract negotiation wasn't going on between this rap. I forgot the battle rapper it was at the time, but it was it was a dope interview. And now and I, I was thinking about bringing that back, but I know that I have other stuff going on because that channel was just sitting with three K, and I'm just like, should I bring that back or not? But I, if I do, I think I'm just building a team strictly around just battle rap to take right. over that I trust, exactly. like Mo. Me and Mo is really good boys, man. Like he was part of my network when it comes to the um the sports and you know he knows a lot of battle rap but he does music as well. So Mo, hit me up, bro. Hit me up if you want to get a part get back on that uh BRM battle rap and media page. I still have access to it. So um Cowboys fan, huh? Yes, so sir. let's talk about let, let's let's talk about the Cowboys at that. You have a lot of free agents y'all have to resign this year. Yes, we do. And my question to you is this. What is going to happen with Dak Prescott? Do you uh, think yeah, that definitely. he remains the Dallas Cowboys quarterback? And do you think he's the future for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, first question first. Uh, do I think that he's going to remain as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback? Yes, because they don't have a choice right now. Um, he's there for the next two years on the contract. Um, you're not going to be able to move a contract like that because there's not a lot of teams that have that particular cap space or want to deal with that particular cap hit going forward. So he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy for the next two years at least. Um, will they – I don't know what the next two years are going to look like after that because we we do know that they are planning to draft the quarterback this year. You know, they have their eyes set on um, the, the hooker kid out of Tennessee. They like him. They've they've That's talked to him. They've talked to him extensively already. So uh, don't be surprised if the Cowboys find a way to try to move up and get him. Um, but we don't know. We we don't know. You know, this team defensively is good enough to be able to compete for a Super Bowl right now. Um, they need some offensive weapons. Um, I think OBJ could help. I believe that they need to aim higher than OBJ. I think they need to look at DeAndre Hopkins because he is on the market. Mm. If they go get somebody like a DeAndre Hopkins, then now you can be able to increase that window and, and increase your chances of being able to compete for a Super Bowl next year. Um, you know, because they're they're close. But the problem is that is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is holding this team back. A lot of people, you know. They, they they don't like that particular criticism, but it's the truth. When you have a quarterback that has played horrible in the last two playoff games against the same team, that's a concern. When he's throwing pick sixes, that's a concern. When he's dropping back in five-step drops and he still hasn't let the ball go after his third hitch in the pocket, that's a problem. Those things, he's not recognizing defense as well. He threw. He turned the ball over at an alarming rate this season. Those things are problems. So we'll see if Mike McCarthy calling the plays going forward is going to be able to help him and simplify the offense. I don't know. You know, it, it's it, there's a lot of question marks. Are they going to bring back uh, Dalton? I don't think they should. 
I think they should be able to just let him go and let Ferguson and Hendershot be the guys. Mm -hmm. um, is Zeke going to come back? Is, is he willing to take a pay cut to come back? Is Tony Pollard going to be healthy enough to start mm -hmm. the season? Do they need to draft another running back this year? Maybe they have to. So, you know, there's a lot of question marks that they have. But, you know, the, the main concern is number four. If number four can be able to correct the mistakes and the problems that he's shown over the last, I'm going, I, I want to say four seasons. You know, everybody likes to look at the numbers, but I tell people all the time on my show, numbers lie. Numbers lie all the time. You can see a guy throw for 4,500 4, yards, 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. But if you look in between those particular numbers, who did he do it against? What was the competition like? How did he start the season? How was his, how was the middle of the season? How did he finish the season? All right. of those things matter because great quarterbacks, nobody talks about this. Great quarterbacks, they'll play, they'll start the season and they'll kill, right? They'll kill the first six games or four games. Mm -hmm. But what happens after that is that teams make adjustments, right? They'll go ahead. Now they have they have some new tape on you. They can be able to make adjustments to their defense, to their coverages. They can be able to hide some exotic blitzes or whatever they want to do to kind of confuse you. And then the great quarterbacks make the adjustment from the adjustment. Dak mm. Prescott has not made the adjustment from the adjustment. It's about playing bad teams and looking great. You see what you see what they did against against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Everybody's like, "Oh, Dak is back. Cowboys look good." Then the following week, they play against a real team with a real front seven, and you see the difference. So right. that's the problem is that he has to get to a point where he makes the adjustment from the adjustment. He has not done that. We talked about Ben Simmons, about how Ben Simmons hasn't shown the ability to get better. Has Dak? Has Dak shown you the ability to get better? No, he hasn't. He's shown you the ability to be the same guy that he was for the last three seasons. The thing is, the difference this year is that Amari Cooper was gone, and you saw how bad he looked without a receiver that can be able to run tight, good routes and have an extensive route tree. That's yeah. the problem. He needs somebody like that. He's a timing type of quarterback. He doesn't have great feet. He doesn't have good footwork. So he needs some guy that's going to be there when the ball, whenever the ball is released or whenever he sees him, the guy can be able to have the wherewithal to come back to the ball and make a play. So, you know, you, you needed DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is perfect for the mistakes that Dak Prescott makes. Now, talking about number four in Dak Prescott and talk about number four in Derek Carr. Now, do you feel like Derek Carr's situation is different from Dak Prescott's? Because we've seen Derek Carr over the nine years under my Las Vegas Raiders. You know, six coaches in nine years. Yeah. Never had a top 15 defense in nine years. Right. And he he did go to the playoffs in 2022. I think it was 2020. No, 2021, 2022 season. 2021 when we played the Bengals in the first round. And right. we seen him, you know, make the get. He was MVP caliber in 2016. Now, do you feel like it's this, the same scenario as far as like making the adjustment, adjustment or Derek Carr just like played through everything that went on in Las Vegas from. Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, John Gruden. Do you think Derek Carr had it? Is it like the same similar situations between Dak and Derek Carr? Do you think it's the same situations there? No, at all. I think it's completely different. I think Derek Carr dealt with a dysfunctional franchise, mm -hmm. and he did the best he could. Uh, when you have 
six coaches in what nine years yeah. uh that's a problem when you know you never had a great elite defense that's a problem um when he led this team with Rick Rick Basaccia as the as the interim head coach of the playoffs and then they turn around and not give Basaccia the job but they give it to Josh McDaniels who has been a failed head coach in the two, in the spots that he's been in he was a failed head coach in Denver he turned down the Indianapolis job for a reason because mm -hmm. he was going to get exposed and went back to Belichick now i don't know how this guy continues to fill up but we we already know how the NFL is in regards to certain template looking coaches in the NFL. But that's that's neither here nor there. Derek Carr, I always say, is better than Dak Prescott. I think I think he's I think their leadership qualities are very equal. I think they're they're both tough guys. But I think that Derek Carr, in the right situation, can be able to lead a team deep into a playoff run and get to a Super Bowl. Winning a Super Bowl that's completely different. But I particularly believe, and I've been saying this on my show as well. If Derek Carr goes to the Jets, the Jets are instantly a contender and a con and 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 they can make a deep run in the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl. And that's crazy because we just seen the media come out like I think it was yesterday talking about Derek Carr. If uh, the Jets told him that if he wins in in um in in New York, if he comes to New York and he wins, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Hundred uh, percent, it's true. It's true. Because th mm. let let's think about let's think about what the Jets have, Darian. They have an elite defense. They yep. have great young running backs. They have yep. a good young offensive line that's continuing to grow. You're going to have um, Makai Becton's coming back. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. That's a mm -hmm. big boy on that left side, right? If he can, if he can find a way to be able to to stay healthy with the guys that they drafted, they have a they have weapons over there. The outside weapons that they have, Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, the tight end, and uh, what, what's his name, Asa. What's his name? He, he was on the Bengals. Um, um I, I know, I know who you're talking about. You but know I, I talking about. Never, yeah, I, yeah. We don't, we don't want to butcher his name. Exactly. I could never get right. his name right. Yeah. You, you know, the, you know, they have, they have, uh, they have uh, Davis over there. They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of weapons on that team, man. And all they need is a guy that can be able to man the ship. They need a veteran that won't make mistakes. They didn't. Excuse me. They didn't have that last year. Zach Wilson was a mistake machine. You yeah. had Mike White, who showed some talent but he couldn't stay healthy because the offensive line was kind of beat up towards the end of the season. You have Brees Hall that went down with the, with the ACL injury. Right? right. So, you know, with him coming back with the, with all the other guys that they have, man, that team is really good. Sauce Gardner is a, he's already a he's shutdown not. corner. He's already a shutdown corner. So he's yeah. only going to continue to get better and grow. And the jets, you know, last year's draft, I, I said it on my show, um, they had one of the best drafts I've seen in the last 15 years, top to bottom. Like they, they hit home runs top to bottom in that draft. That was, that was a near perfect draft really. So they have what it takes. They have the money. Um, and Derek Carr, if he makes that decision, man, I don't think it'll be a bad decision. Now, granted, it's not, it's not the number one choice that the jets have. Obviously if the number one choice is Aaron Rodgers. But if you can't get Aaron, then Derek Carr is a great second option. Absolutely. And I, I just I just want my Raider Nation to listen to me because they 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 so have they all the eggs in one basket going to get Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers don't even know if he wants to play this year. Right. He, he's in a he's a so-called dark retreat. So we don't we don't even know what the situation with Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like for now the Derek Carr era is over. 
And I say, I mean, I, I'm not big like you said. I was, everything you said about the Raiders, dysfunctional, hiring Josh McDaniels, not giving Rich Passaccia the chance. I've been seeing that for the past year. And they thought, Raider Nation thought I was crazy. They thought I was delusional, bro. Like, right. I'm like, no, it's realistic. When you have a guy that took a team that playoffs. who started started six and two and had a whole debacle right. with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett and all that going on and still made the playoffs at 10 and seven. And that guy should have been the coach. And was and was a throw away from beating the Bengals. Let's not forget yes, that. Too. A throw away from beating the Bengals. And that probably could have been us in the Super Bowl. Who knows? Right. right. So I, I just I just need for them to realize don't put all your one eggs in one basket with Aaron Rodgers. Because I know we have the number seven overall pick. They say that we gonna have we want to go with go for CJ Stroud. Yeah. But I me personally, I say even though Josh McDaniels, I'm not a big fan of him. But if you're gonna go with somebody right now, you want to win right now, go keep Stidham. Stidham the last two games played pretty well. I'm not a big fan of it, but we have 48 point, we have 48 million dollars in cat space. We need more than just a quarterback. <laughs> I think I think for 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 you guys, I honestly believe that the best route would be to draft a young quarterback and let him mm. sit behind Stidham and whoever else they're going to have there and let Josh McDaniels have his guy bringing in, bringing in Aaron Rodgers is not going to fix the problems that you guys have. It's only going to compound the issues that you have. You guys have injury concerns. The defense is not great. Aaron Rodgers is getting older. You know, Darren Waller has shown some type of breakdown in the last few seasons as well. You know, uh, um, you know, Hunter Renfro wasn't healthy last season. So yeah. there's a lot of things, you know, the only thing you had, you had Josh Jacobs holding it down and, you know, who's to say that he's going to repeat that type of performance that he had this season. So, you know, all of those things are question marks and why have more question marks bringing in a guy like Aaron Rodgers? I think that you should just draft the quarterback. You can, you, you know what the template is in the NFL, draft the quarterback, have that rookie scale contract so you can be able to build out the team, build mm -hmm. out the defense, and then you know, hopefully you can be able to strike gold. So I think they, they should go to CJ, uh, CJ Stroud way and uh, just, you know, give it to Stidham or give it to him and just see what happens. I absolutely agree because I feel like I understand that Devontae Adams was to recruit Aaron Rodgers because of their, their connection. But I just think financially and him being up there in age is just, for me, it's just not the right choice. Because they're not a ready-made roster. They're not. Right. They need, they need, if they were ready-made, if it was just like, hey, we're, we're a quarterback away from being great, then that would be a different story. But you need you need way more. If you were a quarterback away, you had Derek Carr in the building. Derek Carr is on a terrible quarterback. He just could not overcome all the shortcomings that this team had this season, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about your Lakers a little bit before, you know, we head out of here. Because I know the Lakers are trying to get into the play. You got trying to get to the playoffs, trying to get into the play in. Y'all trade, y'all get rid of Patrick Beverly. I think he's on. I think he got he got a buyout now. He's with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, he's on the now Bulls. Now he's saying now he's saying that he wants his lick back. That he now he wants to beat the Lakers. What are your thoughts on your team this in the in the first half of the season and going into the second half after the All Star game? Like, what are you? What do you expect from the Lakers in this second half of the NBA season? Um, I expect them to 
try to make a serious push. You know, what they've dealt with over the last year and a half in regards to their roster, you know, the turnover, um, it's very hard to win that way, Darren. You know, I said even before it happened, I remember when the rumor mill started to happen and it was like, oh, there's rumor that Russell Westbrook is a, is a target for the Lakers. I took to my YouTube channel and I made a video. I said, do not do this. If you do this trade, you are going to regret it. Laker Nation is going to hate it. They're going to hate him. And everybody's going to realize how bad it's going to be. And it's going to get back quickly. And lo and behold, it happened. Because why? You know, a lot of people, you know, all the people that support Russ and they're fans of Russ, I'm not going to come after them. I'm not going to attack them. I, I have no right. reason to attack anybody that wants to support anybody. But facts are facts. Russell Westbrook is a great athlete. He's not a great point guard. Russell Westbrook is a great um, talent. I think he's a great facilitator. I, I won't even say that, bro, honestly. Like, mm. I've watched enough Russell Westbrook tape to understand that he doesn't have a great feel for the position. Um, mm. being, being able to be athletic and running by people. He, now, he has some creativity. I'm not going to say that. But the problem is that there's a lot of easy passes. There's a lot of basketball IQ things that he lacks that he can't really overcome with athleticism because his athleticism is waning. He can't shoot. He's a liability defensively. And on top of that, there's times where he can be a problem to coaches and mm -hmm. to teammates in the locker room. So when you have all of those things and you compound those issues with injuries and inconsistent play from the team and guys going in and out of the lineup, you're not going to be successful. And that's exactly what happened to the Lakers. Anthony Davis hasn't been healthy. LeBron James has shown a little breakdown the last few seasons. So if you have this guy that's a turnover machine with a whole bunch of moving parts out of the lineup, you're never going to have any consistent uh, you know, footing to stand on. And that's what happened to them last year. Heading into this year, you know, Rob Palenka made all these moves in the offseason. They brought in all of these wings and all of these point guards. And you're looking at it like, damn, okay, cool. They're bringing in all these guys. They got to be moving Russell Westbrook. Because if you're bringing in all these point guards, all these guards, you can't play them all. Lo and behold, right. we actually did not make a move to deal Russell Westbrook because Rob Palenka was looking for the perfect trade. And there is no perfect trade. Um I think the trade that he passed on to start the season to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, you know, with the two first round picks to give up, that was a great move to make because I believe that they make that move, Darian. They're not in this situation. They're a top four, top five seed in the West because Miles Turner is a beast. And yeah. Buddy Heald has been one of the 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 uh top top three or four three point make uh shooters in in, in the league. Since like for the last five years, if you look at his stats, he's like top four in three pointers made. Mm. So he knows how to hit those shots and he's having a great season right now. So, you know, that would have really changed the dynamic of this team early on. They didn't do that trade. They continued to do the Russell uh, Westbrook uh, experiment. It failed. It was a miserable failure. And mm. anybody that has basketball IQ, that understands the game on a on a deeper level that really watches the game will understand that it was never going to work because his style of play is just not a winning style of 
of basketball. Triple doubles don't win you championships. Triple doubles don't win you basketball games. And he has one way to play. He plays the same way in the first two minutes that he plays in the last two minutes. There's no, there's no rhythm to his game. And you can see that it was becoming a strain, not only on the roster, but on the coaching staff as well. Because, you know, it's when you have a rookie head coach that's been trying to, um, you know, put him in there and, um, you know, trying to make it work and, and shouts to him for actually having Russell Westbrook take the, the, uh, the bench role. You know what I'm saying? That was a lot. That was a lot for what Russell Westbrook to do as well as uh, Darvin hand to be able to facilitate. So they got that done, but it still was just not enough. You know, everybody's looking at his numbers. Well, he's averaging 16, seven rebounds and eight assists, but like I said before, Darian, numbers <laughs> lie all the time. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at the numbers, you're thinking that he's killing. But if you look inside of the numbers, he's shooting 42% from the field. He's shooting 28% from three. He's shooting 65% from the free throw line. His usage rate is 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 at its, you know, probably the lowest it's been since his rookie season or his first two years in, his, in the league. But yet his turnovers per 36 minutes is, is tops in the league. So all of those things matter. Right. If you're still turning the ball over at an alarming rate and you're not playing as much minutes and you don't have the ball in your hands that much, that's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. So now they have these pieces, you know, D'Angelo Russell, they have um, they have uh, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, they have uh, mm-hmm. Malik Beasley, they have all of these guys now, Mo Bamba. This is actually a team now that they have guys that play roles. They have guys that fit into certain um, positions. They have a good rotation of guards and forwards now. They have some depth that they can be able to lean on. And if they don't want to play LeBron James big minutes, they don't have to because they do have some support there at those wing spots. So they they do have a chance to be able to, um, to make a run here in these last 23 games, Darian. The problem is they don't have a lot of time. It's 23 games. You know, they, they're going to have to try to gel quick and really um, make up some ground because, you know, they're then they're a game and a half behind the, the last spot right now. But there's a lot of teams in front of them. So, you know, those teams can, can stay hot. If they don't stay hot, then they're going to be in trouble. Ooh, the way you just broke down the Los Angeles Lakers, man, I, I really don't have nothing else to really say, brother. Like, Jesus Christ, like, man, it's nothing else I can really say. But all I can say is that uh, the Clippers, you just got the Lakers trash. Oh, basically. listen, listen, I am I am a huge, I hate the Clippers. I, if you go on my channel, you see how much shade I throw at the Clippers. I call them, I call them the basement dwellers. You know, they're down there with the dehumidifiers and the space heaters down there in the crypt. You know, they they just took Russell Westbrook. Good luck to you all. Good luck to you all, because everybody's like, oh, you know, all the rust, all the rust stands. Oh, listen, man, you know, y'all, y'all didn't treat him good over there. You're going to see. You're going to see exactly what we dealt with for the last year and a half. So we'll see. Yeah, you'll see what happened in OKC. You will Houston. see what happened in Houston. Yeah. You will see what happened in LA. You will see what happened in DC. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All in one with the Clippers, basically. Uh-huh. Knowing that Kawhi is 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 off and on the court. Paul George can't stay healthy. And they they traded some quality players over there too. So and I mind mean, you, they're gonna start him. They're gonna start him. Oh, that's gonna be even worse because he, okay, he can't, can't play wait. off the ball. 
I, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I think I think for the first time in my life, I might have to start watching Clipper games because I, I I I said it to myself. I said, you know, the basketball gods, Darian, they've been they've been a little rough on me. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers have been struggling for the last couple seasons, but they finally gave me a gem to to have a to have this guy on our team that sunk our playoff chances over the last two seasons to now have him on the Clippers to possibly sink their chances. You couldn't write a better story for me. You couldn't write a better story for me. So, uh, you know, I, I I got my popcorn ready. I can't wait. I can't wait because I'm going to be all in the Clippers, you know, forum. I'm going to be all in those threads, man. I want to see what they say when they really understand what we dealt with. <laughs> I love when Lakers fans talk about the Clippers. I think it's the most hilarious thing. It's like it's like talking about Dallas and, and the Eagles and, 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 and when they battle back and forth. When they talk about, oh, who got the most Super Bowls? Who got this? Who got and that's exactly how the Lakers that, and the Clippers Darren, are. Let, let's let's keep it a hundred. Like at least those teams, some of those teams have won. The Clippers have never won. They have no <laughs> banners, they have no Hall of Famers, they have nothing. They have nothing. They have nothing. Well, I can say they have one thing. They did have they did have my cousin back in the day when the Clippers was that bad. My, my cousen Bo Kimball, he used to play for the Clippers. Okay, back in the day. all right. So well, well, I'm gonna just, just throw that out there. <laughs> well, we, we're not talking. Well, they've had some good players over their over their their franchise, right? Right. But as a franchise, they've been a dumpster fire. Yeah, you know? they've they not won a damn fire. thing. They haven't and, won a and, damn thing. And you know the, the the thing is, they're they're squatters. It's time for them to get out of this, get out of Staples Center. I still call it Staples. Get your own home. I know. I know. Um. I know the 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 uh, the owner over there is is building a nice nice new arena for them in Inglewood or somewhere like that. So you know I'm I'm, I'm hoping that they get out of the crypt quick. I just you, you can't off. even say it. I just, yeah, I can't. I, I, it don't make sense. It, it don't it don't ring. It don't ring, bro. It just don't ring. Staples so Center, man. Just say yeah, it. Staples. So I, I need them out, man. I need them out ASAP. <laughs> All right, Barry, man. I thank you for coming on to the show, man. It's been really, really fun. I know you got kids. You got the wife that you got to attend to. I know you got yes, some sir. other stuff that you got to attend to. But thank you for coming on, man. I, I appreciate. I, I'm actually happy that I reached out. I'm like, let me reach out to this guy and get him on this show because I, I just see your your content and how enthused you are about your content and about the the sports and podcasting. And I'm like, I got to have him more, man. I got to get his knowledge and everything of that nature. Even though I've been around longer than you have, but, you know, you have the knowledge going to school and being right. in broadcasting and stuff like that. So hearing your story is definitely inspiring, is definitely uh, motivating as well. So thank you so much for really coming on. I really do appreciate it, man. Nah, man, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. And, and, and like I said, bro, like, I, you know, I'm one of those people, man, that I will always, you know, do people shows you know what i'm saying like i i appreciate the passion and the grind that other people put into their shows and i see the work that you're putting in man you know what i'm saying just keep grinding and you know at some point it's gonna take off for you you know what i mean like it's it's all about just keeping keeping your head down and doing the work and you know appreciating the journey so just continue to do that and much success to you bro and for everybody that's watching and listening as well, just put your, you know, just plug in your social medias and where everybody can find you at. Yes, sir. Uh, I am at All Even Podcast on Instagram, um, on Twitter, at All Even Podcast, on YouTube, All Even Podcast. If you type that in, I'm the only person there. Um, um, that's pretty much it. And if you want to check out the Grid Network as well, we're on Instagram, Grid Network. 
um, Twitter at Grid Network, um, YouTube uh, Grid Network as well. You know, there's a lot of creators that we have, a lot of great uh, talent. We have uh, uh, Cowboys Can Fan. They cover the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, and they and they live in Canada. So, it, mm. but they're dope. They're dope. I'm talking about like, well, you you check out their content. I'll send you. I'll send you the you know their page, and you can see how good they're doing. Um, we have my boy Alfred Parsar Jr. He has two shows, uh, Rocket Fuel Jets podcast. He has a, a Mets podcast, Metropolitan Report. We got our young boy Bryson Carver. He's 19 years old and he talks like a, a 45 year old in regards to his knowledge of the game. Uh, he just, you know, he um, covers all sports, carving it up podcast. Uh, we have Patrick Brown with the Chaotic Sports podcast. He does his thing as well. Ryan Flowers with the Clutch Talk, uh, excuse me, Clutch Sports Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. So you know we we have a lot of stuff, um, you know, on there. Very entertaining things, man. Uh, all even podcasts, like I said, my stuff is there. Um, and I have a I have a big show coming up this week. Um, you know, you're not an Eagles fan, so I, I just want to say to your listeners that I have, um, my boy Al, who's a big time Eagles fan. Um, he made a bet on my show that if the Eagles win that he was going to host my show and I can't tell him what to do. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, bring Philly cheese steaks and run a muck on my show. And I just got to sit there and take it. Right. Oh, (laughs) that's going to be interesting to watch, bro. But we made the bet. So we made the bet, but he made an open ended bet. So he said, whatever you guys want, I'm down for. Well, the Eagles lost. So last week I revealed on my show what his punishment was. He's getting a tattoo this Friday live on a show of my face with dummy coming out of it somewhere <laughs> on his body. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a great show, man. It's going to be great content. There's a there's a clip or a reel up right now on my on my channel um, from the bet of the reveal from last week's show. So, you know, you definitely check that out, man. It's, 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 it's some good content, man. It's really funny. Oh, that's really, really fun. That's gonna be hilarious. I got I cannot wait to see that. That's yeah. gonna be some fun content, man. But shout out to Off the Ball Network. That's my uh, that's my second home over here um in, in the YouTube world. Shout out to my guy. Uh yes, shout out to my guys over there over at Off the Ball Network. Y'all definitely doing your thing over there. Shout out to all of y'all. But man, it's it's been fun. It's been fun. Hopefully, we you know we could do this again. Hopefully, one day if we you know if you do virtual, I'll come on your show. You know, we'll talk some stuff, but you know, we'll we'll keep in touch, man. I definitely do appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, bro. Like, you know, we'll we'll figure it out to get you on on the on the show, man. So we'll definitely link up and uh we'll make it work. Wait, you said you was in New York, right? Yes, sir. What part of New York you in? I'm in Long Island. Okay, so I mean, I I I do be in New York a lot, so we could probably do we probably can do some stuff like that because I have my best friend lives in New York, so. I'm right, so if you if you're in New York, man, like you know, we like we like we said, we'll we'll set it up, you know, for a week. If you coming down here on a on a Friday night, you know, we can set that up, man. All right, absolutely, man. So Barry Grant Jr. of All Even Podcast. Make sure y'all follow them on all social media platforms as well, man. And make sure y'all check them out. Very, very dope show. Very, very dope show, y'all. So thank you so much, bro. And I'll and I'll just talk, I'll talk to you later. My pleasure, man. Be easy. All right, see you later. 
And that is it for the Darian Hopkins show, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Darian of the Darian Hopkins show. Almost a two-hour podcast, y'all. Almost a two-hour podcast. This was so dope to have him up here. His knowledge for the game and his knowledge for the sports is so inspiring. It's so motivating. I I love the conversations with different podcasters every single day week every single day that i have somebody on here is just make me keep going over and over again so thank y'all so much for coming on here if you have not followed me on twitter and instagram make sure you go over to the darian hopkins show which is at the hopkins show on twitter and instagram if you have not followed me on facebook make sure you follow me on facebook at the darian hopkins show make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel darian hopkins show spotify and Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, all at the Darian Hopkins Show. And make sure, if you want to go to a, a live sporting event, you want to go to a comedy show, or you want to go to a sporting event, make sure you go to SeatGeek and use the promo code SRT for your first $20 off your first purchase. Promo code SRT. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode in episode 10, y'all. Episode 10 of the Darian Hopkins Show is officially in the books. I am your host, Darian of the Darian Hopkins Show. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe to the channel, man. We see you in the next live stream or in the next video or in the next episode. Peace, love, and blessings. We out.